Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you so much that you have called each and every one of us uh, to look out for those who are in need in our community, those in our family, and those who are uh, in our community. Lord, I pray that you would always make us sensitive to those who, those who go without and help us to see the need and to meet the need. Holy Spirit, give us wisdom and guide us to where you have set forth a ministry for us. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. I have a true superstar on the show today, Come Mr. On, ben Broussard. He, he is. He's going to be humble today, but uh, just a great guy. Uh, ben is the chief communications officer for Catholic Charities, among other things. Welcome to the show. Todd, it's great to be here. You the man. I, 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 ben and I don't, we don't know each other super well. We're about to, though. Yeah, yeah. And But I have so much admiration for him, and I honestly mean this. He's probably one of the greatest guys in Lafayette. I mean, I, I can't say enough wonderful things. Everyone who knows Ben is just loves Ben. But go ahead, Ben. Tell us about yourself. Well, grew up here in Lafayette. And God willing, I'm never leaving. Um, yeah, this is this is where I call home. Went to St. Thomas More, graduated in 1999. Met my future wife a few months later, uh, Simone Broussard. She is a fourth grade teacher at Our Lady of Fatima Catholic School here in Lafayette. We are raising boys. That is that is <laughs> God has given us a special uh, a special mission to to mold young men. Uh, we have three boys: Noah, Joel, and Andrew. And like I like to say, uh, on Simone's side of the family, um, Simone's brother Andre has five boys, and so on that side of the family is nothing but boys. Wow. Uh, we'll, we will find out someday uh, why God had it in his plan to just put boys uh, in our lap, but it's great. I have always enjoyed being with people, and uh, being with people gives me energy, it, it, uh, and so it, it is really wonderful to be in a to be in a profession where my love for the Lord and my love for people is really married in in being able to inform the general public about the work of Catholic charities invite them to be a part of what we're doing and you know bring forth the gospel in that beautiful way so Cajun Catholics is a marriage of faith and culture. You, you kind of hit a little bit on, on that and, and how that intertwines in your life. And, you know, we wanted to feature outstanding Catholics in Acadiana and, you know, wow, jackpot. I mean, uh, this guy, he's got a Ford Expedition, no plug there, but on the side of it, it says <laughs> Catholic Charities Disaster Relief. So like um, Father... Champagne driving around in the ambulance. You know, we got Ben driving around Lafayette in the card carrying Cajun Catholic, you know, vehicle. And that's just, I mean, it's just, I guess I'm so inspired by that. I mean, it's, it's, um, I know that's who you are, but it, there's no mistaking what you do. But if you'd have asked me five, 15 years ago, if this would be where I'm sitting today, in this role, doing this as a as a as a ministry, as a profession, getting up every day, and being able to 
help those who are on the margins like right now it's a year like no other and so professionally personally culturally we are all juggling disasters leading into this year my work really represented the the work of Catholic Charities where we were responding to people in their everyday life disasters. Now, if you'd have asked me 15 years ago if this would be what I would be doing with my life, I'd have said, "That's you're, you're probably off there. But look, my sophomore year of high school, I had a very powerful encounter with Jesus one that changed the trajectory of my life in a beautiful and just at the time mysterious but a beautiful and awesome way want to hear all about that oh yeah take us uh, to that but never did i think that that would also encompass my professional life and that's been a joy for me todd well you know kim was on the show and um kim runs catholic charities and she told me a little bit of the supernatural, you know, uh, meeting that you guys had, I guess you want to say. I know you were doing something prior to. Tell us what you were doing prior to. Catholic so, Charities. yeah, for about 11 years prior to my role with Catholic Charities, I was the uh, director of development for an organization that lobbied for the oil and gas industry. So, and the oil and gas industry, uh, a, a huge part of the economy here in South Louisiana, uh, even in a time like this, it still provides thousands of jobs. But my role was very similar to what I'm doing now, representing the interests of either independent oil companies that are drilling and producing or the service companies that assist them in that process. And so that was great. It's really a part of my family. My dad's been in the industry for 40-something years. He's 77 years old. He, he said he's never going to retire because mm-hmm. he, he's developed these relationships. He loves the people that he works with, even, even as they're all starting to retire and go off into the sunset. But um, ran across Kim Boudreaux, who's a friend. Yeah. Uh, we, we'd, we had been friends for many years and look, was given just such a, a wonderful opportunity to do exactly what I did. But instead of representing oil companies, I'm representing the needs of those who have no voice, which is... Todd, there's a there's a huge weight on that. There's a responsibility there that I didn't have when I was representing industry. Mm-hmm. It was a very important job, what I was doing before. I felt the importance, but nowhere near the importance of being a voice for those who in our society may feel like they don't have one. Helping to support and fundraise and and organize for an organization that has done so much since 1973 for the vulnerable, for those who are experiencing hunger, homelessness, and poverty here in Lafayette. Yeah, I believe that Catholic Charities was prior Monsignor Segura Center, mm-hmm. and uh, my mom was certainly real involved in the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know, she would be smiling upon you, you know. Uh, just would be so proud of you, and uh, and mom would have said, "Man, that's a good looking guy." And oh man, he's come doing on, a great job! I, I could just hear hey, my mom telling that story. It's one of my greatest regrets <laughs> is that I never got to truly meet and get to know your mom. But man, all the stories that I'm hearing about your mom, and and isn't it isn't it crazy that the stories about your life, you know, the way you live your life they'll be telling stories about you and you got to be asking what kind of stories do they want to, do you want them telling about you? 
Um, and the, to- the stories they tell about your mother are, are beautiful. And every time we, every time we're talking about FoodNet, whether it be to a donor or to to the media, the public, the government, y- your mother lives on in that program, and it's just so beautiful. And to know that she started that program in 1985, 86, because of the first turn down in the oil and gas industry. Yeah, and, you know? and, and truth be told. I graduated high school from St. Thomas More in 1984, and that is what launched her. Her, uh, I was her three years old at the time, by the way. Yeah, so that's, that's scary. Isn't that great? That's not good, but uh, <laughs> but no, that launched. Her. She she tells her story through her diaries that you know once she got through raising me, and it broke her heart to see me go away because I was like a mama's boy, mm. but I was the last of six. But uh, but you know she said, okay, now I'm going to dedicate the rest of my life to Christ and. And and that's how the, that's how it launched. That's beautiful. why it was that time. Just beautiful time. Uh, so so Kim told stories about how she had, you know, prayed for you in particular to to, to uh, someone that was going to come to Catholic Charities and and be her right hand man, and how in a very supernatural way that that happened with you. At the same time, on the other side of the table, I'm curious, you know, where were you in? at that time you know did, did this come out of nowhere or were you praying for something like this so i've always i've always appreciated a short resume i've had i've had people come to me with their resumes before and hey I, i'm looking for a job and you get a resume and it's 14 pages long and you look at it oh i stayed here for three months here for two months and no good having never been in a hiring position I, I would just kind of put myself in that place and say, well, man, who's to say you're not going to do that to me? And, and I understand that sometimes that that's just the course of someone's career. And, and I get it. But I've always wanted my resume to be one page. Uh, loyalty is a big thing for me. And so, man, I stuck around with the Louisiana Oil and Gas Association for 11 years, even through some some tumultuous times, some events in that in the course of that, you know, that chapter in my career. But God had whispered to me in a very real way several years prior. And, and it, it, you know, you, we, we see the Holy Spirit in nature. We see the Holy Spirit through other people. And so I, I've been very sensitive to that. Some world events, you know, you see the um, in November of 2014, OPEC, they, they made their non-decision that, uh, that sent prices crashing worldwide. That was kind of a part of it. Folks thought that that was going to be a short-term deal, what turned out to be a prolonged one that we are currently still in that's affecting the economy here in our area. But just some other things that I look back in my own journaling, and um, I'm, I'm here or there with journaling. I do love to journal because when you do, it's so beautiful to look back. You know, you see growth when you look back. You don't see it in the day-to-day, but you look back and say, man, okay, God was really positioning me for this, or he was, he was holding off on this, or man, and this is why. But I remember getting into a phase roughly 2014, 2015, where I knew that this chapter was coming to a close. I just didn't know what the next one was. And I was 35, 36 at the time. And so I'm thinking, Lord, I I just completely, I give this to you, but I would just pray this. Please be clear. Uh, I mean, hit me over the head with it because I can be dense and I can miss some stuff. 
it, when it comes to the details, I can miss things. And so that was my prayer. And that was a very consistent one, probably one of the more consistent ones in the course of my life. And so coming down the steps that day, I'm a musician at, uh, at, at St. John's Cathedral on Sunday evenings at 5 p.m., which I believe you can hear on Christ, Our, Christ the King Catholic yeah. Radio. But we um, come downstairs and sure enough have that chance encounter with Kim and here we are where you come to find out that she had been praying for someone to fill that position and really that was the start of something really cool that i had never been a part of growing something that had been that had been an organization for a while but that was just poised for for growth and not not the corporate growth that you hear of man we're going to grow this thing we're going to sell it no this is growing something to help people who are who are down and out, people who need hope, people who need real help. And it's it's been a joy, Todd. Like it's been a joy. And if you'd again, if you'd have told me in 2014 when I first put that into my journal that I, I saw the window closing. I mean, I could have couldn't have told you that this is the way that would have happened. I mean, Hollywood couldn't have written it like that. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. Today's guest is Mr. Ben Broussard. He is the communications officer for Catholic Charities, telling a beautiful story of how he and Kim got really put together. The, the joy is all over their faces. You know, they always say that it's in giving we receive. And uh, I mean, I can see that. You know, they've given so much. I know that Kim has been working real hard, probably both of y'all and Lake Charles. You've been there a lot lately. Yeah, and when when I talk to people in the community and I talk about how disaster is a, a program of Catholic Charities of Acadiana, often the response is, "Well, I, I don't really see why why disaster would be a part." I mean, you guys, um, you guys have uh, a soup kitchen, you have a hygiene center, you help folks with financial assistance to stay in their homes, you have several shelters for people who are experiencing homelessness. Where does disaster tie in? Well, and we learned this years ago with with bigger hurricanes and and just more recently with the floods of 2016 mm-hmm. but for people who don't have insurance for people who are disabled elderly they're alone they don't have insurance they don't have those family supports disaster can be something that may become insurmountable for them it it may produce a situation that that is more catastrophic and you know less than um, others who may be able to just kind of go and take care of their yard and get back to life and forget about what happened. Part of the evidence of that is that we just finished our final flood rehab home from the flood of August 2016. Oof. This was about two months ago. We just finished our final home, and so. For those who don't have those luxuries, and a lot of us do, for those who don't, they need assistance. They need the church to come in and assist them in, in at their lowest moment. Mm-hmm. And it becomes such a, a beautiful reflection of the gospel. It's Matthew 25. What you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. And as Father Michael Champagne would say, that's the final exam. You know, that's what he he believes that that's what we're going to be asked. And you read Scripture, and it and that's that that is the that is the message of the gospel, is that 
whether we feel like it or not, man, we are called. We are called to give water to those who are thirsty and food to those who are hungry and, and provide shelter for those who, who go without. And this day and age, that Matthew 25 commandment, it, 2020 will give you all kind of ways to, to <laughs> dig into Matthew 25. But one of them is assisting in disaster. We firmly believe that. And so, yeah, we've been pretty busy with that. I mean, we, we feel like the COVID-19 pandemic is a disaster in and of itself, and we've treated it that way since March. And so with, with one hand, I know that, you know, visuals for radio, I'm juggling one hand, mm-hmm. and then I'm, I'm going to now start juggling with my other hand when, when you introduce Hurricane Laura. And so between Lafayette, which Lafayette w- was was affected by this storm. There's a lot of debris damage, roof damage, those kinds of things where if you don't have family, you can't go out there and swing a chainsaw. How beautiful the ministry of folks from your community taking care of your community, getting out there, swinging that chainsaw, being Christ to the world. People uh, always want to know, I think they're interested in those supernatural experiences and, 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 and here you are today. I'm looking at this guy who's got fire in his eyes, you know. But but I, you, you hearken back to that sophomore year where you mentioned something. I want you to tell that story because I feel like it's something that needs to be told. But let us let us know a little bit about what went down. So sophomore year, I, I remember walking into the halls of St. Thomas More. Man, I was a musician, still a musician, but I was a musician. I, I, I wasn't a football player. Um, actually, uh, a trivia tidbit. I was a pole vaulter ah. in school. All right. So my brother, my brother and I were both pole vaulters. Paul actually went to UL on a scholarship. He was a real pole vaulter. I mean, dude was jumping like 16, 17 feet. Dang. But me, I mean, I was just a kind of barely getting over. But we were both musicians. We I I come into St. Thomas More. Um had a certain lack of direction, kind of getting caught up in crowds. But I remember a friend inviting me uh, to a retreat. And I went and um, I was first, I think before being um, attracted to the gospel, I was attracted to what love is, um, what true friendship is. I feel like Leading up to that point, my friendships were very shallow, um, and you ran with people who you had fun with, but it didn't really go any deeper than that. Mm-hmm. I was shown a level of friendship and a level of true like care. Um, we talk about um, uh, is Pope Benedict um, when he he had a famous phrase "tivoglio bene," which in Latin means um, I want what is best for you. That kind of selfless love of someone looking at you and saying, I, I'm, I'm not just friends with you because of what you can do for me. I'm not just hanging with you because of um, the cool things and places we're going. No, um, if, if you're hurting, I want to hurt with you. Um, if, you're, if you're rejoicing, I want to rejoice with you. Um, that is something that life had not presented to me before. Uh, but I'm looking back and realizing that was the Lord starting to show me the beauty of who he is. And it started there. And later that year, 
I was invited on a St. Thomas More trip um, to a Young Life camp in California, Camp Woodleaf, uh, which that was where I finally gave my life to Christ and started that relationship with Jesus. It was beautiful because um, Young Life is a is a thriving ministry, is a non-denominational ministry uh, that is that is run actually here. It's run nationwide, right. um, but it is run here in Lafayette, um, and it is it's it's even to today. I am personally a supporter of Young Life because there's so many kids who um, who are introduced to Jesus and then put back into the church of their family, which I think is so respectful and so beautiful in in that evangelistic sense. Uh, but same thing was done with me. Like I can honestly tell you, I would not be the Catholic man that I am today without the ministry of Young Life, uh, which is so beautiful. Um, and and uh, introduced to several men who were ministers to me at the time, and now because of how we've walked forward in life, they are now friends. We're contemporaries. Um, even you know the Lance Strothers and the Mark Bourgeois, Mike Keeves, these guys who were who were older than me. And you know how it is when you get older. It's like right. look. Uh, it's like you have friends who uh, the husband and the wife are like, you know, five, six, seven years apart. That would have never worked in grade school. But <laughs> now, you know, it's like, oh, agent, it's just a thing. But um, it, it really, like I said earlier, man, it, the, the trajectory of my life, who knows? I'm not saying that that it would, that God wouldn't have made something beautiful out of ashes uh, before. But I do know this, um, because of that, I now have such a, a, a beautiful grasp on my Catholic faith. But a, a group of men who I have fellowshiped with and been in communion with since high school, um, I believe God preserved me in college because of those relationships that I made through my Catholic high school, through, through ministry, through St. Thomas More, uh, but also um, finally meeting my wife Okay, um, and and I give credit to a friend of mine, Jensen Bergeron. He was a life teen minister through Our Lady of Fatima. Um, I was at UL for a year. My wife was at uh, LSU, and he called me out of the blue and said, "Hey, we're having a retreat this weekend, and I need a musician to come and help with the worship team." And I said, "Well, I got nothing else to do. Sure, I'll do it." Little did I know that he made the same phone call to my wife while she was at LSU. Wow. We didn't know each other. And he said, hey, I need a, a, a girl group leader. And she said, sure, I'm not doing anything. And so we end up meeting, uh, you know, fast forward a few months, we start dating. And um, man, the rest is history. Uh, we celebrated 17 years of marriage, wow. uh, July 19th of, of thy COVID year. And, um, and so, so did you know the moment you met her? Uh, no, I didn't, because just like my view of friendship, I, I, I didn't, I didn't know what to look for. Right. Um, and she says that she was like, yeah, I, I knew, yeah. I knew, maybe not at the time, but I knew before you did, and I agree that. Um, if you'd asked me in high school, like, what uh, are you looking for a wife? Are you looking for marriage? I was I was just looking for my next meal, man. I was just looking for the next good time. And so, like, it was beautiful. It really was. We grew so much. We got to hang. I ended up going to LSU. Uh, we ended up, we, hang, we hung out all the time. We had such a rich experience. Um, 
dating and and going to school together, um, and then. Got All right, married. a few minutes left on the show. It goes by quick, but I want to hear again. It sounds like you had a conversion experience, um, and how did the Lord touch you? How did that look? So that conversion experience, um, being my eyes being opened to not only the real presence of God um, and and the truth of the Catholic faith, um, that was something that was so beautiful, and the, I was overwhelmed by the beauty. And I was I was invited into the beauty, um, and and you know ha- starting off and having a prayer life uh, as immature as that can be in the beginning in high school, um, it was really a fertile seed ground for for what became the rest of my life. And so yeah, and there the was word, a- and the word became flesh. That's right. That's right. He dwelt among us. Amen. You know, uh, so it sounds like the Holy Spirit intervened in your life in a way where I know for me, like Jesus touched me so deeply that I knew that moment. It was a, a night at Cursia and it was like, okay, my life will never be the same. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and making that decision in, in on that mountaintop in California, um, looking up at a, a star-filled sky uh, like you can only see when there's no streetlights. And realizing, oh my gosh, I like somebody orchestrated all of this. And not only that, but he cares for me. Uh, Just like he knows every every grain of sand. um, And like scripture says, he knows every hair. Um, this This is something that. I am invited into, and that was that was a life changing moment for me. It's beautiful. I mean, it's it's definitely a life changer, and I hope our audience has experienced that in some way. I challenge you to dig deep into your faith and find that because once you do, life will never be the same. Amen. You know? And uh, here's Ben living proof. You know, he's uh, really taken his ministry to a new level, and we're we're so blessed in Acadiana to have people like Ben and Kim and just true leaders, young, young people who are leaders in our community and we're getting older, but you're a lot younger than I am. But, uh, just, uh, St. Joseph's diner, if you've never been, I mean, it's just, that's where the rubber meets the road. Right. And, uh, we need to talk a little bit about FoodNet. Tell us a little bit how people can give to FoodNet and how, how Catholic Charities is involved. Sure. So FoodNet has been a program since 1986. It was started by your mother um, and started to provide supplemental food for those who are having to make that decision between paying bills and paying for food. What a what an awful decision for someone to make, but too many people in our community are having to make that decision on a monthly basis. And so FoodNet um, became a program of Catholic Charities in 2019, and since then, um, yeah, we have built up a, um, a, a network of supplying food to not only individuals but to, to our um, parish-based soup, uh, food pantries all throughout the, the diocese. And so, um, if on Tuesday, December 8th, we'd love to have your support in that food drive, either by donating food or by donating uh, monetarily. Because we do have to make large purchases uh, throughout the year to supply food. And tell us how you can do that online. So you can uh, text the word FOODNET to 797979 to choose your donation from there. Or you can go to catholiccharitiesacadiana.org. Ben, you the man. Thank you so much for being on the show. I wish we had a lot more time. I want you to come back. 
uh, bring a bring a guest. You know so many wonderful people, and uh, you've, you've made such an impact on our community, and I'm thankful for you. We'll do it. And I'll be praying for you constantly. Thanks, Todd. You've been listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. We're now on uh, Apple iPod and uh, I, I, Apple I. Cast uh, on podcast and also on Spotify. If you Google search Cajun Catholics, and you can see all the past episodes. As always, we uh, challenge you to uh, engage the Cajun Catholic in you. Thank you, Ben. God bless you all. Until next time.